This is Alan. This is Brandon. And welcome to D6 Minutes, the miniatures gaming podcast companion to Dice Over Everything, where we choose a bunch of topics and talk about them for as long as the dice decide. All right. So, I'm sure we've both been doing crap loads of hobbying lately because, I don't know, it's been a long time since the last time we did a podcast. Yep, so, I'm wondering what you've, what you've been up to since the last one. Three minutes. All right. So I, I don't know if I mentioned this before, but I finally got my uh, Operation Black Wind from Infinity, right? And I was holding well off uh, opening it, right? Because I was splitting it with uh, one of the guys that we play Infinity on Monday nights with, right? Um, but I finally met up with them. And uh, so I finally opened the package. And yeah, that was quite... It was just fun. I don't know. It, it does, you know, when I say it out loud... It doesn't sound like a big deal, like, ooh, man buys miniatures, opens package. But I was really looking forward to it because I literally could not meet up with him for the longest time because he got sick and then we couldn't – our schedules didn't line up. And I wanted to, to keep the unboxing for us to both be there. So I was, like, literally, like, holding that package for, like, I don't know, two weeks before I could open it. Yeah, so I, know. I know. it doesn't and, sound like a big deal, but it was a big deal to me. Well, and you were there when I was given my half that I split it, and I guess you ignored it so you could have. No, I ignored it, so I. I know you were there. But you ignored me getting my half so you could, you could have your, your FOMO held over for a few more weeks. Yeah, true unboxing experience, and it was mwah, I loved it. And then we played some. Uh, what do you call it? Um, Infinity Defiance. Oh, yeah. So we're we're going strong. We still haven't died yet. And by strong, I mean we're continuing on. So hopefully one day in the new year, we will finish it. Like so This is the first game we've played this entire year, I think. So. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So to continue what you were talking about, Infinity Defiance, I guess, was a Kickstarter for sort of a dungeon crawler space sci-fi board game. And it's mostly just like 28mm scale guys. But if you bought the crazy version of the game, it came with like a five-inch tall alien robot thing called the Megalodron. And it's like a four-legged robot alien thing. So I actually primed that up. Three three heads tall or something? It's pretty big. It's like, like three people tall, I bet. Three people tall. It's like a hand and a half tall, maybe. Anyhow, it's like six fingers tall. So I primed that up. And then Last. tie your hand? It's like six inches? Oh, no, like sideways. Fingers. Six fingers tall, maybe. Oh, okay. Maybe it's taller so than that. It looks like six inches. Maybe it's, maybe it's seven fingers. Anyhow, so I primed that bad boy up, so I'm looking forward to painting that. I don't know if our friend who you're playing with got it, but hopefully it will be ready by Halloween time, because it feels like the sort of thing to have for Halloween to play. Okay. Possibly some of the special missions that came with it. I've also got a bunch of Raging Heroes stuff that I primed a little while ago, and I started painting them. And because they're so stupidly detailed, I've been using, like, pre-shading techniques on them. So that, like, when you put the base coat down, that sort of your pre-shading shows through just with you dry brush all the edges to kind of get some edge highlighting going on. So you can skip doing a bit of edge highlighting if you just don't feel like doing it all. So I've been doing that. All right, I think that's our three. Yep, that is three. So first question... Um, I will start this time because I want to get some of my questions in there. So um, my first question is, uh, you know, we've been creating uh, our game and I've been thinking about like how we built the armies, right? Because we've been doing some uh, uh, some campaign play and stuff like that. 
um, and we just put it into kind of like a, a, a um, word book because, you know, building the armies is kind of uh, easy uh, in our game. But I was, it, it made me kind of think, like, would it be easier for to have an army builder online, like an online army builder exclusively to build armies? Because I'll leave it at that. Is it is it fine to have army building exclusively online? One minute. All right. So I think in many of our topics, we just end up at the it depends part. And because we only have one minute, I'm going to start with it depends. And that comes down to for games that are stupidly large and need to do like you have to choose between like 10 different options for each guy. So you've got to put like 20 units in the army. The only way you can build the well, not the only, but the most effective way of building those armies without driving yourself mad is to have like an online army builder. Whereas if you're going to do something like quick skirmish, pull a bunch of guys together, like maybe you want cards or maybe you just want to like quickly write some stuff down. Like that's that's the it depends in 30 seconds. OK, yeah, for me, I feel like it's OK. And and I just it just kind of came to me because uh, that's how I build Infinity my infinity armies and when i go and play i just bring out their app right and i and i look at my army list and i don't bother to print it off i don't even have a printer so i can't even print them off right and i don't mind if if they just lose the army lists the pdf army list so that you can technically build it you know on paper and i also was building some malifaux armies and i'm like i don't want to build these using cards even though they have cards right you can literally yep. buy them and print them off and it's often useful when you actually build your army but for actual army building i just use the app it's so much better and if i couldn't even use the cards i don't think that would affect me personally although maybe it's still better so maybe it does still depend that's basically mm-hmm. free yeah math was right. like medium-sized game anyhow all right so we checked out the first edition of Necromunda a little while ago. I don't think we've played it enough to really give our opinions on this, but it had some rules. Well, we do, and, but we, oh, we they, have, they might we change have. after we play yeah, more. Exactly. But what I noticed that some games have moved away from is they have basically rules that are sort of just like agree with your opponent how this model should be working, like in, specifically in terms of whether they can like be hiding. Yeah. You're just like, does it seem like they could be hiding? If it does, they're hiding. Just... Yeah. Just sort of figure it out between Work each other. Yeah. yeah. Whereas, like, most, a lot of games have moved towards being like, all right, they have this precise size in this configuration, or if this train is one inch away and your other miniature is four inches away, then yeah. they're in cover. I'm thinking kill team here. I'm wondering what your thoughts are on just putting those, ah, just agree on it, rules into games. Back into games? Yeah. Four minutes. Okay. Um, this is a this is a hard question. I think I, I okay. So I think I don't mind it. I would prefer things to be relatively clear. Um, mm-hmm. I guess it basically comes like I do like the camaraderie of it. Like there's a lot of infinity. I guess although the rules were were quite precise. Um, when you so actually understand the rules, although they're very complicated. Yeah, they're um, they're very long to actually go through all the situations if you're gonna. To become that precise. 
Yeah, but there is like a, a bunch of portions where you cannot actually play the game unless you're agreeing on things with your opponent, right? Like I'm moving here, then mm-hmm. I'm going to move here just to see this person. If you don't do that and, and force them to like actually exactly measure that thing, uh, it will be the game is unplay will be unplayable. Like well, it even, will take so long. Even in simpler games like Frostgrave, it's like, can I even move between this terrain? Like you can come down to very simple yeah. things like that. And you just kind of let it go. And I think. So the way I play, I enjoy that, like, just, you know, just let it go. And, like, oftentimes, even if there is a precise rule, as long as everyone agrees with the situation, like, it's kind of a pain in the butt to look it up all the time. So sometimes you just, like, why don't we just agree it's this way? We'll look it up later and then just play it out that way. So I feel like it's fine not to have, or so it's fine to have it. And I actually, when I play, I mostly play that way. Mm-hmm. But I want it to be as minimal as possible as long as it doesn't get in the way, right? Like, it's one of those things, like... So I guess, yes, I I, I would like it. Like, I would prefer not to and have it have it as tight as possible so that, like, you know, the best of both worlds. Mm-hmm. And, but if there is, if you have to err on one side, I would prefer the, the rules just to say, just figure it out. Yeah, I guess coming back to, like, talking about Infinity versus Frostgrave versus Necromunda... Like, if you're playing a game that's meant to be played in tournaments, I suppose you need more, like, really definitive rules. So if you've got, like, TOs and everything else like that, they can decide. Or so you don't have to, like, deliberate on things because you're playing on a clock in a tournament where you're playing, like, you have a limited time. Yeah. But if you get down to, like, games that are just, like, themey, like Necromunda, like Frostgrave... Which is the you... games I'm selecting to prefer more and more, except mm-hmm. for Infinity. Infinity is, like, the exception. Yeah, and even Infinity forces you to sort of agree on how things are working because it's such like there's so much going on at any given moment. Yeah. That I think it just it depends on the nature of the game. Like War Machine, they freaking realized they'd made it so competitive that they had to abstract even the terrain. They'd gone so far. Kind of killed the game. Yeah. So it it depends on the game for which direction is appropriate. Another, it depends. How is that an answer? No, no, I don't think this is... It depends. If you've got a game that's, met, that's like, oriented towards tournaments, the rules have to be precise. If you've got a game that's just about fluff, it's, there's, those are the two categories for how you should split it. Okay, so we still need to talk more, though, right? Yep. We start this. We have one more minute or something yep, like that? we have one more minute. All right, so... Um... I guess I just agree with you. <laughs> what else is there? You, you, you agree on the two uh, categories? Yeah, I, you, I agree with the two categories. I think, but, I think that's, that's actually true. It is it is different depending on, on, on how you play it. I just prefer not having to worry about it too much, but a lot of that comes down to like sportsmanship and playing it that kind of way. But it oh. is nice to... I think the ideal is that your rules are simple and clear enough that you're not. it's not getting in the way, right? The issue, like yep. you obviously want the rules to be there, my opinion as much as possible and it only becomes a problem when like you said like like in uh like in warhammer 40,000 or in kill team where the rules become so weird just to make them super precise they don't tell a story anymore and they're just rules to make it clear that it's like without actually putting in the thought to make it you know so in that case that's what i was talking about before when i was saying you know, I'd rather just say, just figure it out, if that's the, the decision you have to make. But the ideal is, like, you, ha- you have both. Right? You never have to, like, the rules are clear, 
and uh, you don't actually have to, to figure it out because everyone comes to the same conclusion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that, that rule, the hiding rule in Necromunda is like, what what's like the breaking point of where somebody can hide? If you can see half of him, if you can see like 30% of his base. So yeah, yeah. it's they could they probably could have given a little more direction, but... Honestly, yeah. for that one, I actually do prefer just all or nothing. I do like the, you know, in our game, it's literally if you have anything blocking, any line of sight blocking, you get you get cover, right? And that's in most of the modern games, just because it's so annoying have to having to figure that out, right? And it can often matter a lot. So yeah, and it forces players to fiddle. Like when the rules are super precise, yeah. you can yeah, super it fiddle. The game down. Yeah, and so basically, I just went back on what I said, and I guess I like having precise language. Mm-hmm. All right, last question. What? Well, it's going to be the last question. We have like two minutes, uh, unless we roll another one. Yeah, let's see. Uh, all right, do you want to do another one? Or do you want me to go watch, do one? This, we haven't, now we've talked about GW enough. If you want to go for another one, Go for another one, because this one talks about GW. All right. So, as I mentioned uh, before, 3D printing is amazing. I've been having super fun with my 3D printer. Um, However, uh, I did get uh, different resins and different... uh, with, with different levels of quality, right? So the top level of quality that I printed on my, my on my 3D printer is an 8K kind of thing. It's really really good. But then there's the 4K, uh, which is a lot less good. And I think you you got a lot of different prints. Yeah, I got a few 4K from, prints from this from this. So so I guess my 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 question is, um, and also, War Machine is now going to 3D printing. So I guess my question is, do you think that overall, like right now, not in a year, right now, do you think 3D printing is good enough that you could just consume 3D printed minis from, and not, no other like resin ones, or no other like higher quality ones? Uh, three minutes. See, it's the last question. Mm, no, I really like the... I have not painted the guys you gave me just yet, so I can't say how hard the edges are. But with Infinity, just because it's metal, you can prep the edges to be so hard and so, like, yeah, you can get really beautiful edge highlighting just because of how you can prep metal, which, like, as is, is the... Sorry, how many minutes did we have? Three, uh, three minutes. Three minutes, okay. So, like, they've talked about, like, we get the best quality out of metal, we're always going to do metal, which, of course, they've now introduced CO-cast, but... Liars! Liars! Yep. Yeah, but you can prep metal to be so, so fine. So I I really like the edges you get from metal. But I don't like the fact that metal chips like like hell. So. so so this is the thing. Like, so so the, the reason why I'm torn, I guess, it's hard for you because you, you, you haven't had as many different, like, examples and stuff like that. Although you do have a whole bunch that you're, you're holding now, right? I've got to, I've got to paint them, though. Right. Until you put the brush on them, you don't know. Yeah, I feel like the 8K stuff is the like is good quality enough that I don't need any higher quality. It's like okay, we've got one minute. I'm gonna go grab one. It's got great quality. Uh, it's good enough, but the 8K resin that I need for that makes them significantly more brittle than the normal plastic miniatures. So then I bought this different type ABS resin, 
and I'm looking at it. Uh, so I printed the same thing, same printer, it's just different resin. And I haven't dialed in like the settings, but it is significantly less good quality. And it's making me wonder if actually like the ideal miniatures are still not there yet, right? Because when you get like a GW or a metal miniature, right? They're solid, right? Because it's metal, right? But plus malleable if it's metal. Or if it's a uh, if it's plastic, it's you know, it's still solid and plus plus, you know, it's a good good flex. But uh, with good detail, but these, I don't know, the 4K ones, at least I'm looking at right now, are, are just a little bit softer than the 8K and just a little bit too low. So I'm just wondering, like, I'm just thinking if, if I don't think we're quite there yet, but I do think in a couple of years, we will definitely be there. And, and for two things, either it could just be like better resins where you can get the high quality resin print. Yep. Uh, with with also having an abs like plastic right so it has that flex or it could go the other way uh and well not the other way or it, the printers can just get better there's a technology called dlp which has sharper edges that that if it gets high enough res then it can also replace things okay so i grabbed the miniature you put an 8k the edges are perfectly fine i have no complaints yeah. about the hardness of the edges yeah, the 8k is great it's just it's just that it's a little bit brittle that's all Yep. But if you compare it against resin, resin is super brittle too. So I guess it's better than resin. Yeah, better than resin. It's uh, comparable to resin, but you know you can 3D print it at home as opposed to having to buy resin. So. Yeah, there's different resins. Anyhow, all right. All right. So that has been uh, our podcast for D6 Minutes. So we'd love to get uh, your questions. So uh, why don't you email us uh, any of your questions, any thoughts, anything. Uh, give us a shout at contact at diceovereverything.com. Yep, or find us on Facebook or Dice Over Everything. This has been Alan. Yeah, it's been Brandon. Bye.